Uh, Jeff, I see we're back on Benefit Street in Providence, Rhode Island. That we are. We've been here twice before, mm. actually. Visited the Shunned House just up the street. Yep. And we looked for Edgar Allan Poe's broken-hearted ghost nearby, too. That's right. Yeah. But this time we're looking for something more tangible than just a story. This time we're looking for a legendary landmark. Okay, our destination is just up there by the Providence Athenaeum. The Athenaeum is a gorgeous building. Yeah, it is. Nestled here in College Hill, the library was built in 1838. Almost looks like it would fit in Washington, D.C. with its stone columns. What we're here to see is something right in front of the Athenaeum. It's a magical and enchanted structure that they say has the ability to transport you. We're back on Benefit Street in Providence, searching for Rhode Island's first water fountain. I'm Jeff Belandra, and welcome to episode 325 of the New England Legends podcast. And I'm Ray Osier. We're glad you're with us as we explore all the weirdness that makes New England like no other place. From haunts and UFOs to monsters and true crime, roadside oddities, and all other things bizarre. We love when you tell us about your own local stories. And if you've got a lead for us, please reach out to us anytime through our website, where you can also find dates for my story tour, to see Ray's band, The Pub Kings, and a link to buy my new book, The Fright Before Christmas. It's out now and available in hardcover, ebook, or audiobook narrated by yours truly, wherever you get your books and your audiobooks. We'll go looking for this magical fountain in Providence right after this word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better. Help, H E L P dot com slash P sixty. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp dot com slash P sixty. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, so we're in the front of the Providence Athenaeum. Yep. There's a black wrought iron fence along the sidewalk, a small landscaped hill behind that, and then some stone steps that lead up to the front door of the building. And right here on the brick sidewalk is what we came to see. 
There's a large stone fountain directly in front of the Athenaeum with the wrought iron fence coming up to it on either side. Right. So it basically abuts the sidewalk. Yep. Maybe 10 feet tall, about 6 feet wide. And there's a steady stream of water coming out of the middle into the bowl below. At the top, embossed in the stone, it reads A.D. 1873. And embossed in the stone arc over the fountain, it reads, Come hither, everyone that thirsteth. And they say this fountain is enchanted and magical? They do say that. Nice. I hope you're thirsty, Ray, because we're going to test this legend and see if we, too, are magically transported. But first, let's head back to 1873 and see how this fountain got here. It's July of 1873 here in Providence, Rhode Island, and it's a scorcher. People are still putting the nation back together since the Civil War ended eight years ago. It's hard work. Even though it's not quite noon yet, folks are walking down Benefit Street with sweat dripping from their brows already. This weather can be dangerous, too. People can overheat, get sunstroke, get dehydrated. The summer heat can be a dangerous thing. One woman who is taking notice of those struggling through her neighborhood is Anna Richmond. Now, Anna Edie Richmond is a unique woman. She comes from a wealthy New England family, and when her industrialist husband died young, he gave her complete control of his family money. And most widows aren't so lucky. Anna Richmond is a Unitarian. She and her family do all they can to further the cause of freedom of religious belief, access to education, science, and justice, and also temperance. Temperance? Oh, so she's against alcohol? That she is. Nobody's perfect, right? I guess not. Anyway, Anna uses her wealth and influence to fund causes that she believes in. She's sponsoring professors in colleges, she's funding public works, and doing what she can to make the world a better place. And what could be better than offering a thirsty person a drink? Ah, It's the little things, isn't it? Sometimes it is. So the Providence Athenaeum was established back in 1836. It's a subscription library that formed after the merger of the Providence Library Company that was founded in 1753 and the Providence Athenaeum, which was founded in 1831. Anna Richmond is, of course, a member. It's during one of these scorching hot days that Anna gets the idea to build the first water fountain In Providence. Oh, come on. I mean, there's other public fountains around already. Right, but those aren't drinking fountains. Oh, okay. They're more, you know, decorative. Got it. The fountain is designed for anyone walking by to fill their cup with free, clean water. Mm, That is a new idea. I like it. So Anna Richmond fronts the money, the handsome sum of $600. Some fancy architects from Ware and Van Brunt in Boston are hired, and soon ground is broken on this new fountain. Doesn't take long for the city's first public drinking fountain to take shape. The fountain is a Gothic revival style, and carved across the arch is Come Hither, Everyone That Thirsteth. Anna loves the idea that the Athenaeum can quench your intellectual thirst, while this fountain can quench your body's physical thirst. Anna also points out that maybe if people drank more water, they would drink less beer. (sighs) I'm not saying water is bad, but you know, can't we have both? Well, Anna would prefer not. Okay. Still, her heart is in the right place. Oh, check it out. They're getting ready to turn on the fountain for the first time. Okay, so there's a small group of people here to witness it. Oh, oh, I think it's starting. And there you go. Mm. A steady stream of water spilling into a small bowl below that, which drains back down into the ground. And now anyone walking by can help themselves to a drink, fill up a container, or just splash some fresh water on their faces. That's not bad at all. The line across the top is, of course, from Scripture. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. The Lord says, Come hither, everyone that thirsteth. Come thou who hath no money to buy grain, eat. Anna 
takes it to heart, helping others. And now Benefit Street has a new landmark. A legend is born. And that brings us back to today. Okay, but what about the magical enchantment? Right, those. Okay, first, a few more facts about the fountain. In the early 1900s, someone placed two bronze cups by the fountain, uh, but they kept getting stolen. And when they weren't stolen, <laughs> they were spreading illness as countless lips were placed on those cups. Oh. I know, right? Kind of gross. Uh, but somewhere along the way, rumors of the fountain having magical qualities emerged. Some suggested that Edgar Allan Poe cursed the fountain. That's right. We covered the story of Edgar Allan Poe's broken-hearted ghosts haunting the Athenaeum way back in episode 78 of our podcast. We did. But Poe died in 1849. That's decades before the fountain was built. So that doesn't um, hold water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Fair enough. It doesn't. Uh, but that doesn't mean there aren't some people out there who don't believe it's cursed. Now, the fountain broke back in 2008, and it remained in that state for a decade before some people raised funds to get it working again. In 2018, when the fountain was turned back on, it made headlines around the country. One local man insisted in 1986, when he was walking to Brown University just up the street for his admissions interview, he took a drink from the fountain. Now, he later heard about the curse that those who drink from it can never leave Providence. He said after graduating, he was in a motorcycle accident and couldn't take the job in Alaska that he really wanted. So he went to grad school at Brown and never left Providence. Okay, but that's just one story. How many tens of thousands of people drank from this fountain and did leave Providence? I'm sure there were many. Which brings us to the other version of the legend. The story that says those who drink from the fountain are destined to find themselves transported back to Providence. Uh, come on, come on, come on. Let's try it. Really? I brought us two red Solo cups. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my gosh, it worked. What? Ray, we're in Providence. Dude, we were in Providence already. Oh, good point. <laughs> well, either way, we've been magically transported to After the Legend, where we take a deeper dive into this week's story, sometimes veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. The legendary group of awesome people kick in just three bucks per month, and for that, they get early ad-free access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. They support us with our growing hosting, marketing, travel, and other costs it takes to bring you to two stories each week we can't do it without them just head over to patreon.com slash new england legends to sign up and to see some pictures of the famous fountain from the great frank grace in front of the providence athenaeum just click on the link in the episode description or go to our website and click on episode 325 so there's an other other version of the story uh and that is if you drink from the fountain you'll always find your way back to providence i like that yeah that's providence is a lovely place i don't go there enough but you'll be back but i'll be back i will right i've never drank from the fountain before well right because you're you're scared i well um no because i sat on the lap of the what was it the black angus oh right black agnes, agnes i'm yeah, sorry right um i sat on her lap and nothing happened to me yet what did you call the water fountain in your school when you were a bubbler. Kid? the bubbler the bubbler that is, I don't even, that's not even a New England thing. I think that's a oh, Massachusetts really? thing. We still drop the R. Bubbla. Well, bubbla. The, oh, it's well, not no, New England. It's just mass. No one calls it a bubbler, right? So, no, it's just a bubbler. It's probably how it's spelled with an A-H at the end. Bubbler. When I, when I was a kid, I remember uh, moving and mm. I was like, oh, where's the bubbler? And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's I, a bubbler? I don't even know the origin of that. 
I have it's a no water idea. fountain that you drink from. But you, but when you say bubbler, everyone, there's a picture in your mind, right? The little, you push it, it hardly comes out. You oh, got to sure. put your mouth on it. <laughs> yeah. Or you do it anyway, and somebody reminds you. Like, you know how many lips have been on that thing? You just Ugh. made out with every kid in school. Then all of a sudden, like an hour later, your nip, lips are numb. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, something's oozing, and you're like, oh, I did it to myself, <laughs> drinking from the bubbler. From the bubbler, yeah. There was always some kid that would just like make out with that thing, and you're like, oh. I bet you there's a New England legend story about the bubbler the that bubbler. we could look into. Just uh, the word itself. We could put on our dungarees and get some tonic <laughs> and uh, play some kickball. Play some kickball and and look up for the origins of the bubbler. Yeah, um, yeah. This, that's a weird one. Uh, just to give you some reference, uh, it was six hundred dollars in eighteen seventy three that was invested. That'd be about fifteen thousand dollars today. So not chump change, but you know. No, but could you do a, a fountain for fifteen thousand? I feel like that's even low. It'd probably be a little bit more, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Especially a nice one. I mean, this is nice. This yeah. is like nice stonework and yeah. everything. So, um, but imagine if we if we did have the money to put up a fountain. Yep. And it had beer. Oh, flowing all please. the time. Like what problems? It'd be the most visited place in New England. What what the problems? World. There could be no problems that would come from that, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you need that filter system, right? Right. But you would with the water too. I guess it would be the same right. the same deal. Uh, when I was in college, they had this um, this this party. They would bring in bands, you know, and you paid one admission price, and it wasn't much for students. Mm. And I remember I was a senior, so I was 21. And their deal was um, they had a big beer truck, and they would fill. There was no no containers, no cups. You yeah. brought your own thing, and they would fill it. Okay. And so me and my buddies, you know how you have, like, the, the pasta pot for cooking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 we're all walking in with that. Oh, and, that's and, funny. And it's students that are working it. So they're like, whatever, dude, pass yeah. it over. You know, three gallon lobster pot, you know, and you're just like, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's good in theory. Right. Until you start getting tired of it and this, it's still half full and right. then it starts getting warm. But I guess at that age, you really don't care. It was never half full, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, it's funny when somebody uh, fills up a glass and they're like, they need the, the, the cooler thing that you put on the outside or one of those like Yeti things. Yeah. And I'm like, it shouldn't take you that long to drink <laughs> a beer. Especially the first one. Once it gets warm, then you're not drinking right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you even want one? Yeah. If it gets warm, like why did you have a beer? I like that though. If I ever ever go to a keg party again which i probably won't i'm bringing something extra big like that like a nice lobster, lobster pot. pot yeah like <laughs> i'm only gonna have one yeah oh oh good i'm driving just getting one just, just gonna have just have one is one can of beer um yeah no it's, it's uh but it's it's cool uh it's it's working again mm. uh, i imagine it's gonna get shut off for the winter again but um yeah. but it is working again and we take it for granted. Although, where, how many public water fountains are there on the street? Not many. Never. I think they've all disappeared. To in be buildings, with you. you see, yeah. like town halls and stuff, uh, schools. But definitely. you assume that that building is keeping up with the maintenance on that. If it's right. out in public, yeah. you really don't think, oh, there's got to be somebody who's, uh, you know, who's in charge of this. Sure. It's just out on the street. I wouldn't trust that. Airports, too. Like, um, you see, like, fill your container. I like that. Yeah. So you Anything can... you have to get your lips near, though, I think is a bad idea these days. Isn't it funny how much COVID has, like, reminded yeah. you of stuff? Like, so back then, you're just like, oh, it's kind of gross. You literally were just eating pizza in the cafeteria and now sucking <laughs> right. on the bubbler. And, uh, and and now it's just like, oh, God. I like, could die. Your pizza is the worst, the least of my concerns, <laughs> right? Your garlic breath is nothing. It's, right. It's the, uh, what could, I could die. I yeah. could get sick. 
so yeah no that it's um but but the idea that access to like free clean water if mm. you're thirsty is is sort of beautiful and, yeah and i love that unfortunately a lot of parts of the world don't get that parts we take of, it for granted parts of america don't get yeah, that. that's true too. Ask, yeah. the, ask the people in michigan about their fresh water right yeah. i mean it, it's um you know it's important mm. it's you'll literally die without it well, we keep getting told that we have to drink water, drink water to stay right. healthy, stay hydrated. And yet, I don't know if there's enough service anymore, like at the bubble. The bubble. That, uh, that's keeping people healthy and hydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's uh, it's an interesting time, you know, when you look back on it and say, here was this this neighbor who had the means, she had, she had money, and she was just like, I'm going to just literally put water out for all the people who, who want it, need it uh, yep. or otherwise. Yeah. And then the big companies came along like, uh, like Evian and <laughs> smart water. Yeah. They started bottling it for like five bucks a bottle. Yeah. And now that they're probably the ones responsible for less bubblers out there. Well, f- sure. And, Cause and, why would you, why would you want free water out there when I'm trying to sell my water? It's, it's amazing too, right? So you used to make colas and root beers and orange sodas, which required tons of sugar and ingredients mm. that had to come from all over the world. And you're like, uh, shut all that off. Just fill it with water. Carbonated water? No, yeah. no, no. No bubbles. CO2 costs money too. Just the water. The water we were going to use anyway to help make the, the sodas. We're going to put it in a fancy bottle yeah. with, a, with a, a fancy, yeah. uh, catchy phrase yeah. on the front, and we'll sell it for 10 bucks. We had the equipment. We just dropped all the expensive ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, go over to that fountain right there, turn yeah. on the faucet, and just yeah. fill these bottles for the day, will you? Yeah. We'll sell them. Hey, just go to Providence on Benefit Street. <laughs> Fill them there. Why should we even pay for the water? Right. <laughs> just this is going to take a while. That's all right. Whatever. It's going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. In the end, this is all profit. So, yeah. I think it's the lobbyists that are <laughs> the, responsible. The, the, water the water lobby. Lobbyists. Powerful lobby, <laughs> for sure. They got a lot of politicians in their pocket. If you've got a story you'd like to hear on a future episode, please reach out to us anytime through our website. Don't assume that we've heard it before. Most of our story leads come from you. Our website is also the place to find out about all things Jeff and Ray. Jeff's books, dates to see his story tour, dates to see my band, The Pub Kings, plus video clips from the New England Legends television series that you can watch right now on Amazon Prime. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bazaar is closer than you think. <laughs> <laughs>